Hey, what's up? It's James. And teacher. We just want to tell you a few ways that you can support us. Financially. That's right. You can go to our Patreon, patreon.com slash show. Inside the Patreon, you can find a few different packages. You got everything from like a dollar all the way up to $5,000. You know, like if you're business, you want to do some advertising, you want to be a guest on the show or something like that. But you know what? We appreciate any way you guys would like to support us. This is just another way of doing it. Or access the shop at lastreart.gallery. Check out the shop as I'm a teacher's original artwork, some stickers, and also other merch coming at you from some of the guests on our show. Thank you very much. Peace. Peace. You're listening to Paint the Town Podcast with your hosts. L.A. Street Art Gallery resident artist, teacher, and founder of L.A. Street Art Gallery, James Chen of... Paper Town Podcast, episode 204. What's up, bro? Dude, that dog. What's how up? Big is that? How big is that dog you're holding up? I mean, that dog sculpture, man. It looks. This like... could be uh, like actual size, you know? It's almost uh, 12 it's inches. A, it's the size, the size of your head, actually, I feel like, right? So yeah. Maybe... <laughs> and then check out, oh, the other big dog. Oh, I like it. That one That one looks more fierce. Yeah. Well, these are. this is basically a self-portrait, you know what I mean? Um the 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 french bulldog i i I try to look at that as being like this friendly you know um uh cute little dog you know um and that's the way i try to be you know when i'm when i'm uh engaging with people and stuff and then of course um the uh the pit bull is uh is my other side you know it's the um (laughs) kind of the dark side the dangerous side you know um, and being a Pisces, you know, that's, that's, that's the way we are, I guess, the way, um, that whole thing is explained, you know, you got your two sides. And so that's, that's why I actually started with the, you know, when I was doing these, I started with the French bulldog and then, um, and then the pit bull came and then, you know, did a, a lab and, uh, uh, Chihuahua, the, the sculptors, you know, how did you make those, about. uh, castings? I mean, uh, just, just let's have, here's some technical talk real quick for a second. <laughs> well, um, first, I the the original sculptures are about five and a half inches tall, and then I took them into uh, Hollywood three D printing and um, had them scan them and print uh, ones that were smaller. They were like you know two and a half inches high, and then those I would sand them down every square micromillimeter of them because they have the little lines from being printed, and uh, I would make molds and. Uh, make castings from those molds and then these guys are just bigger prints <laughs> and they were a lot more expensive to have the original print made but um that you know i sanded that all down and everything and then um made the uh, mold with actually uh mr art la or mr la art is it uh garen mr um, la garen swing yes, mr. mr la mr la yes. no, I, I, I like see I, I, did you go to the la art show I feel like uh, it happened or something like that. There was like yes, no, it did, it did. But I had my own LA art show on the street, you know, with my yeah. uh, my guy across the street there, the uh, down the street, crossing down the street. Um, yeah, a little uh, fruit vendor. Oh man, bad was- news about that. Bad news though. Um, it started off great, you know. I had this idea, you know. I saw him when I was passing by one day, and I'm like, wow, you know. I wonder if because um, it's actually near a box that I hit, and so. Um, you know, I figured, well, what if I uh, put some art up there, you know, and, and put it for sale just because it's it's right on this uh, road, Fryman, that, uh, you know, there's some people that have a good amount of money to live up that road, you know. So and there's Fryman Park there. A lot of people are always walking around it. So, you know, that's when I was like, well, you know, uh, I'm going to be doing a uh, kind of an art show here uh, end of May, beginning of June. So I need to start, you know getting the word out and, and uh, doing some pre-sales and stuff like that. And so, you know, I went over there and talked to this guy. He didn't speak very much English, but I, I knew enough Spanish and he knew enough English that we communicated. And, and um, he's about 19 years old, Diego. And, um, <laughs> uh, 
he didn't really under, I, I gave him some stickers also at first. I was like, you know what, if you want to sell these, you can have the money for them or whatever. And then after like the first day I thought about it, I'm like, this dude ain't going to be trying to sell any fucking stickers. And so I said, look, dude, I'll tell you what, if you give these stickers away, um, you know, I'm not going to tell, say exactly how much I was giving him, but, um, you know, I said, I'll give you this much, you know, each day. And he's like, Oh, okay, sure. You know, I'm like, all right, you know, this is worth it. Kind of like a little promotion. I said, look, you know, every time someone comes up here and buys some fruit, um, you know, I want you to give them stickers with it. Okay, cool. Um, and so, you know, things were going well. And, and I also said, look, you know, if any artwork sells from, you know, being out here or someone you've referred someone over, I'll give you 20%. Right. Um, and then I decided, you know what, these next three months, all art that I sell, you know, I'm going to give him a 20% cut, you know, because he's out there and he's, you know, giving out my stickers and promoting me and everything. So, um, you know, I actually sold a, a few small pieces and I gave him his cut and he was like, Whoa, <laughs> nice. but, um, oh, no, there's a, but, well, this guy that he works with, I guess, um, that maybe I guess has been there longer. He's a little bit older and stuff. Um, oh, and by the way, Diego is here with his, uh, his brother and oh, his, his wife, his brother and his mother. Okay. And his mother uh, doesn't work. So, you know, he's got to help bring in money. Um, so okay. anyway, um, I didn't, I didn't ask yet. Um, okay. I was just wondering. I, well, yeah, I mean, I probably would have gotten around to that eventually, but, um, so this other guy that he works with, I guess, has probably been there longer and is older or whatever, but I guess he, uh, you know, saw what was happening. And so he got that guy's spot and they moved Diego to another spot. And so, you know, I'm communicating with Diego and he's like, yeah, I'm, I'm over at this other spot. I'm like, oh man, that doesn't work though. You know, because it's not right next to this box that has my artwork already on it. And, you know, it's nowhere near anything that I get, you know, it's like, no, this isn't going to work. And it's, it's not close enough to where I live to where I can kind of keep an eye on what's going on. And so, you know, I was like, look, man, I'm, you know, I'm sorry, that's not going to work out. And so this other guy, I guess he thought that, you know, he was going to get kind of the same deal. (laughs) <laughs> but um you know i decided not to mm, i see i see well like you I understand said, it's, right it's a pop-up <laughs> that was really really kind of uh uncool of that guy to uh you know say oh i'm gonna i'm gonna take what you got yeah yeah but you know what that's what happens on the street man and that's what happens with amongst people yeah right it's actually a good example right <laughs> yeah, yeah exactly and you know people will never fail to uh, disappoint you when you want to go that way. But people will also... Greed. Greed. You know what I mean? Like, greed is always a, a, a nasty one. Yeah, but you can't let people, uh, you know, just... Uh, like I said, people like that get you down. I still try to believe in, like, the goodness of people, you know? But I just want to say that that was a real... Oh, I hope for that. That's what I always hope for, you know? Um, and uh, But when it comes to expectations... <laughs> you know i uh i don't expect much yeah i mean like i said i don't blame you but um like that's a really cool concept man I, I think like especially as a street artist here in la i mean what you know who doesn't know about the uh the fruit vendors man you know so th- I, when i saw that i was just like dude awesome job on the concept man and um you know like i said i love when you do stuff like that man you, you know so Kudos. Yeah, always trying something different you know and and you know i was kind of working it out as it went but uh nothing lasts forever you know so yeah it's a pop-up you know what i mean and uh <laughs> anyways, dope concept, yeah. man. so today uh you know our special guest is uh ilgar tali and uh you know this guy's like a I, I've already spoken to him. He's my friend, man. Definitely, you know. And uh, uh, he seems like a very interesting guy, man. I, yeah, I, man. I, you so, know, checked out what he had going on and uh, several different media. You know? Yeah, let's uh, let let's go ahead and um, uh, just let him in. Cool. Welcome, Ilgar. 
Can you hear us? Hi. Hey, yes, good to yes. see you, buddy. Good. Good to see you. Oh, good wow. You. What a, I'm sorry. What a visually pleasing uh, background this guy has. Wow. <laughs> so cool. Uh, I'm sorry. Ilgard, nice to meet you. I'm a teacher. And uh, wow, it just keeps changing colors and everything. I'm not going to be able to concentrate while we're having this. Uh... <laughs> <laughs> nice okay, to meet you. Nice to meet you. I realize you. Explain what's going on. In the... Wait, 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 wait. Please explain what's going on in the background so I don't seem like a complete idiot here. Uh, okay, so it's just like a uh, lighting that comes from Nano Leaf brand, and it's a light that changing with app, and it's pretty cool to have it at home. It's oh, pretty nice. pleasing. Also, so that's nice. actually in your house. That's not like you're not a green screen with like a you know whatever they do with the different ah, backgrounds no. on there. No, no, no. This is my apartment. Right wow! Now. <laughs> oh my god, dude. He's it looks his... like that. It looks like one of those, you know, backgrounds that you put up that are, uh, you know, that are just fake but look awesome. Yeah, that's true. That's true. No, thank you so much. Actually, it's pretty cheap thing. It's like 150 bucks, and it's pretty nice. You can set up the way how you want it, and also place with lighting based on music. You can play music, and it's gonna light it up based on the wow. sound, which is pretty nice. I definitely recommend this brand. I'm not it's not sponsored ad or something. <laughs> <laughs> hey, that'd, that'd be clever, you know what I mean? Like this guy has, you know, uh promotions kind of hidden in his uh <laughs> in his interview. That'd be great. <laughs> I mean sometimes we have that yeah, kind of stuff, funny. but but Ilgar, you, you know, um it's so awesome to have you on the show, man. And uh you know, I, I I want I want to kind of just start off with the reason why uh, I have you on the show initially is because I kind of and this is not a sponsor yet. OK, but, <laughs> you know, so I saw uh, Ilgar's app called the smartest app. And, um, you know, I just thought every artist and our whole audience needs this app, man. OK, and then uh, I'm going to try to stream it today, this commercial, man, and uh, hopefully it doesn't it still works, man. Okay, because I figure we can just watch it together real quick. Um, okay, sounds good. You guys see this yet? Yeah. Okay. Yeah, I do. No, thank you, thank you so much for having me here. Uh, I'm really honored, uh, and thanks for sharing uh, info about my company. Uh, I really appreciate it a lot. All right, it's so very so good. You see the it's very nice from you. You see the screen? Okay, so here we go. Actually, have seen this. You I've must... seen this on social um, media. I don't know where I saw it. I just remember seeing that and just thinking to myself, "Holy cow, we are in the next, uh, you know, the next existence now." Because there's <laughs> this, you know, the the hardest thing sometimes for you to, um, you know, get a, a buyer to understand is how the artwork is going to look at their place, and if you can just, you know do that <laughs> exactly it's a lot exactly. easier wow exactly Very i'm an artist i'm an artist myself and uh, i've had this problem of showing art in the context so people can really understand the uh, real proportions of the art so they can visualize in their space because it helps uh, with the decision making of purchasing art a lot of people mm -hmm. see a lot of art on instagram but they don't actually understand uh, how it's going to fit their space, what is the yep. real size of it. Sometimes people place a full image of their art and it's only like 11 by 14, let's say, right? Like, and you imagine it in a way that, oh, wow, it's going to look amazing in my space. But then when you yeah, get home small, and then they're like, oh, man, what was I yeah, thinking? Yeah. <laughs> so, yep. yeah. And then uh, 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 an actual um, 
I would say respected type of, of gallerist is one that will be like, you know, that sells big expensive pieces. They actually allow for that. They allow for, for people to take pieces home and then realize, oh, it doesn't look there and bring it back. You know, exactly, like exactly. Smaller, exactly. smaller galleries and stuff is like you buy it. No, dude, you bought it. It's yours. You know, I'm returned. No, I, we don't do that here. But yeah, big galleries do that. And but holy cow, that must be uh, great for them as well. Exactly, so, exactly. <clears throat> of course. Go ahead. So real quick, um, my kind of like ex explanation of the app is basically you can take your picture and then just set it into any type of uh kind of design your own environment too is that basically kind of do it justice of, or how would you how would you explain yeah. what the app does? so in a in a one-liner how they say in a startup world the app that makes showcasing art easy uh so basically we help artists to showcase their art in different virtual spaces and they can create this uh, marketable mock-ups and share on instagram facebook on their uh, personal websites on their e-commerce website. It's basically just images that help them to boost their sales. It helps them to convince potential collectors to purchase their art. So basically, if they use this, uh, if they use Smarties, they can boost their uh, sales. They can increase the engagement on social media. More people will like, will comment. Uh, it will lead to uh, more sales and more creation of art. The main focus here is I've realized uh, since I moved to America, I, I've been observing the art industry and I realized that a lot of artists uh, spend more time selling art than mm. creating it. And it's, like, <laughs> and, uh, it's actually very weird, but it is true. A lot of artists can create art in a very short period of time there's a lot of different mediums that they use right now but it takes them very long time to sell the pieces uh, and our goal and my personal goal is to try to help artists to succeed and become they're like a lot of artists who are part-time artists and i don't really like it uh because if you look at any other industry, like if, if you ask somebody, you are doing this part. I mean, there are like some industries that a lot of people work part time, but in major occupations, uh, a lot of people are full timer, uh, full timing doing that kind of stuff, right? Yeah. But in art world, a lot of artists struggling, struggling because they- Yeah, very, very few art. artists only do art. <laughs> exactly. I mean, there are like a lot of mid-career artists and established artists, yes, of course, who make uh, six figures and more. I'm not talking about Damien Hirst, Jeff Koons, and all this other very established and popular uh, internationally collected artists. I'm talking about a lot of uh, emerging artists who really struggle to sell art. And our goal as a company to create and smart tools for artists to uh, in help them to increase their art sales so they can have more time we're creating art awesome oh you I know just... what even these days with the with the phones the way they are and they can take pictures and you can actually just touch it and then like a thing forms around it or whatever in, um they'll probably get to where they can actually take a picture in their house of where they want to have the artwork you know what i mean yes and yes. then send it to your company and then they can have it programmed to where they can just take that piece of art and put it in there and show them what it looks like exactly that's one yeah. of the options as well I just want I just wanted to hear Ilgar's Shark Tank pitch, man. Okay, because uh, <laughs> you know that's I mean? you know what I mean. Because I but like I said, because this guy's a super amazing guy, man. You know, not only like I said, is he an artist and he does his own thing, but also like I asked him, you would think that he 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 would consider himself an entrepreneur, basically, right? But uh, no, I it sounds like he's a combination of of, of being a, an entrepreneur and an artist. Um, uh, what so you know I what? I'm, I'm curious. Hold on. Go ahead. Go ahead. Yeah, sorry for interruption here, guys. I do consider myself as a creator. I don't consider myself as an entrepreneur. I do believe that uh, we come to this life to create. It doesn't matter what we create. We create like poetry, music, art, startup, solutions to problems, uh, anything. It can be anything. 
And uh, I think we talked about this before, and I think the 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 highest curation creation that we can actually achieve in this world, in my opinion, uh, is like making a baby, creating a baby, because that's the best collaboration that we can have. Uh, it's a collaboration with nature. Uh, but I do think that we come to this life to create things. <laughs> and that's no. why I consider myself a creator. All right, go ahead, James. Go on. Go ahead. So, so real quick. So when we were talking about this, I told him, I said, hey, man, I didn't ask to be born, dude. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> okay, no. speaking of born. Wait, wait, wait. No, no. Speaking of born, um, Ilgar, where are you from originally? So I'm originally from a country called Azerbaijan. I was born and raised in the capital city, of, uh, which is called Baku. Uh, Azerbaijan was a part of former Soviet Union, and it's located near uh, Russia, Iran, uh, Georgia, Turkey, Armenia, in that region. Uh, so it got it got independence uh, when Soviet Union collapsed in 1991, and since that, it's a, a very uh, fast-growing, I guess, uh, country. Small countries, around 10 million people. Um, the country is very historically rich and uh, amazing, but unfortunately, not a lot of people heard about the country. Uh, but we're making it there so more people can hear. Well, I mean, right. it's awesome that, I mean, 10 million people is, is like, I don't know. I, I mean, I know that, you know. You Dude, know, LA's got 29 million. Exactly. Okay. That's, that's a good way to put it. You, you know what I mean? 29, so, 30 yeah. people in, in LA. So yeah. Um, I got questions for you about this. So when you were growing up, what kind of a, a neighborhood did you, uh, you know, did you live in? Were there like, was it like a city or was it, you know, a small town sure. or? So the thing is that I was born and raised in the capital city and our city and country in general is small and the city is very small. So I was like, I was in the city uh that's why it was very close to everything uh uh and Did they have buses like, they have what kind of was it like buses or um trains kind of public transportation yeah. yeah of course we have everything we have like buses we have like any kind of public transportation so Some then you way. have graffiti over there <laughs> that's the thing we don't have a lot of graffiti unfortunately uh because the art is not uh very developed right now uh, but it's like uh, it's growing, so I do believe. Well, that what, what I mean by though, there's there's um, there's like mural type work and and art on the street and everything, but you know, and then there's graffiti. There, like what I mean by graffiti was, you know, are there people over there like doing uh, tags and and like throwaways like bubble letters and stuff like that. Not not that much, but it is getting more uh, popular. It not that much, <laughs> unfortunately. Uh, but I I think that it's gonna change. Uh, this is my city, beautiful. Wow, city. dude, yeah, amazing, water, right near the near the water, huh? Yes, oh, it's wow. by the nice. it's on the coast, it's on the coast of Caspian Sea. Um, it's Ooh, a that sounds nice, <laughs> very beautiful place. What is oh, what wow. is beautiful? What is the most beautiful part about it is uh, we have an old city which is from like 12th century and like. And we have a new city which is built around it. Even our old city that is called like Ichari uh, Shahar, it's part of right. UNESCO's UNESCO. It's in UNESCO's uh, heritage list. So uh, right. it's a beautiful place. I used to spend a lot of time there. Um, very okay, amazing. You know what? Just for those recommend. who are listening, uh, James was actually showing pictures of of his city, and that's why I was going, "Oh, nice!" You know, like so. Um, <laughs> You know, if you're if you're just listening to us, it, it may sound like I'm completely out of my mind. But you, uh, James, was just showing some pictures. You ought to check it out for yourselves. But uh, yeah, sorry, just had to let people know. I mean, <laughs> give, just kind of give. Oh, okay. An idea I, on the map where 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 we're talking about. So it's uh, exactly. You, know, you can Georgia. drive there, Baku, Turkey, yeah, yeah, Georgia, in Tehran. Okay, so you're top of the uh, Iran. Um, this is why I always ask, man, are you from Georgia, the state or Georgia, the country? And people give me a very, very <laughs> weird look. And like, I'm like, there's a country called Georgia, guys. You, you know what I mean? But, uh, you know, for Americans, like I said, it, it, you know, but OK, so tell us. You, you, you Hold on a second. Over... 
Wait, wait, wait. Before you, um, so when you were growing up there, um, when did when did you start doing artwork? Like, and what kind of mediums were you working with? So I started uh, drawing and painting since I was like five. Uh, my mom uh, took me to some like painting drawing classes when I was a kid. Uh, so I was painting since I'm a kid, and I was using a lot of mediums like a watercolor, gouache, and pastel. And then, like, growing up, like, I started using more, like, uh, oil, acrylic. Uh, right now, I'm, like, trying to use more spray what kind paint. Of, what kind of things did you uh, did you draw and paint when you were, you know, when you were doing that? Uh, when I was a kid, I was drawing a bunch of different things. Um, I was, like, more, like, about in love with geometry. I love geometric stuff. I was drawing some, like, geometric uh, things. Uh Right now, uh, I'm like experimenting, trying different theories, uh, trying to find myself more in what I really like to do for the next like a few years. Because we change, our tastes change, our thoughts change, everything in this life temporary. That's why my my taste and preferences change as well, right? <laughs> no, you know what? As as an artist, I think that you know it's really important to to continue to develop. So. Um... Hundred percent. It's it's all about practice and it's all about trying different things. That's how we learn what we like or what we don't like. Yeah, man. I mean, so you, I would say that you know, I you have an eye for photography too, man. Like, do you do you 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 mess around with that aspect as well too, right? Yes, I used to love uh, taking photos a lot. I still love, but I don't have a camera anymore. I just use the iPhone. But I used to have a film camera, and I could like uh, I could pass my like let's say like I don't go like high school, and I was going to to uh, old city to take some photos, uh, and I it was kind of my hobby for a while. I exhibited some of my photography work uh i won some a few competitions back in hometown but then uh, growing up i went more into graphic design uh, i fell in love with graphic design i it came became my uh main job since i'm 16 uh i'm in graphic design industry uh doing a lot of branding work uh then like product design ux ui design and stuff like that Mm, ah, okay. So this is that's where the uh, uh, the tech start stuff starts coming in, basically, right? Exactly, exactly, oh, okay, exactly. Okay. So hold on. <laughs> before before we uh, move too far away from like kind of like your your younger years, man. I mean, what you know, growing up in uh, you know, in your home country, man, is it quite different as you see the children grow up here, basically? Yes. I think it's totally different. It's totally different cultures. It's like far away. Um, we come. Uh, I mean, I'm sorry. Just, just so our audience has an idea, uh, which, how old are you? I'm 31. Okay. Okay. Do I look like 31? Do you know? You can be 25, 20. The way you look, I don't know. I probably didn't spend much time in the sun or whatever. You look young as hell. So. <laughs> No, dude. Uh, I I definitely didn't know you you were thirty one. I thought you, I uh, like the way you speak. You seem a lot older, man. Like you, you know what I mean. I know I was a fucking dumbass when I was thirty one, man. Okay, so, so. <laughs> me too. <laughs> but anyways, man. So so like, it's just growing up here versus kind of like you how how you see the kind of kids grow up. How is it different? Uh, that's a great question. Actually, the thing is that like. I didn't grow up here. I didn't grow up here. So it's for me, it's kind of hard to compare. Uh, I've been in America only for eight years. Uh, but in terms of culture, society, uh, mentality, everything is different. Like uh, we, I come from like more uh, a Muslim country. Even technically our country is like Muslim country, but w it's not very religious like Iran or other uh, Muslim countries. Uh, it's still, we have some um, culture. Yeah, about alcohol like, and um, is there uh, like, what kind of drug situation is there? Uh, I said the drugs like uh, weed and weed and um, you know, so like mushrooms. All, all, um, all drugs are illegal. 
uh, all drugs are illegal, but I'm pretty sure like people find things like to do like uh so it's everywhere like that yeah, alcohol people can find it alcohol people love alcohol they love vodka and since we were <laughs> part of soviet union um i mean people <laughs> have this love to vodka uh, a lot of people <laughs> vodka, yeah i guess it's most popular drink in terms of alcohol so so it seems like your country is kind of like a pretty like wealthy country compared to kind of like the rest of the country is that Exactly. It's because of oil and gas. Uh, okay, we're okay. pretty rich with oil and gas, and it helped the country to grow faster. Mm. Um, I see. I see. Interesting. Interesting. Oh, okay. Well, anyways, man. So, now, what what kind of music did you grow up with, and you know, listening to? So the things that I I've I've listened to a lot of different music, but when I was younger, I loved uh, more like a Barry White. George Michael, that, that kind of people. Barry White, nice man, yeah. I like it. Yeah, so I I always was a kind of old soul. I loved Steve Wonder, like Barry White was my one of my favorites. Michael Jackson, so uh, but people prefer different kind of music. Hotels. But now, yes, exactly. Okay. <laughs> but now I prefer more like electronic music, uh, and I really love music without lyrics. Uh, I think uh, lyrics, when we listen to music with lyrics, it creates borders in our mind. It basically makes us think about what lyrics talk about, right? right. About what they say, rather than going to pure imagination. That's why I prefer more like a electronic music, pure mel melody and no lyrics at all, or like, very few lyrics because you can go anywhere from that point i think it's very beautiful yeah. i also feel like if there are aliens and there's no lyrics and <laughs> just the electronic music you know what i mean i mean if yeah. they have ears i i think that i can hear right it's like it's it'd be cool because like we could be raving with aliens one day you know you never know right so uh... yes yeah <laughs> i always i always wondered what would happen if alien uh fall in love with a human mm. what would happen how their baby would look like like superman <laughs> that would be like <laughs> superman and uh, Lois uh benedict cumberbunch um <laughs> sasha luth um you know these freakish alien looking people <laughs> <laughs> no, i mean fine. like i said we, we never know never know man i mean but okay so you know, having babies, man, I feel like is like on your mind, bro. Like, you know what I mean? Like you said, you know, uh, we a talked few about times. Yeah, a few <laughs> times. Or now we're talking about aliens having babies with humans. Dude. <laughs> you know I mean? So, so like, um, go ahead, teach. Let me let me just give you a little, uh, little advice. If you enjoy doing what you want to do um, all the time, uh, you don't have kids <laughs> or kids, especially know, these I, days. Oh, no, I'm when I when I was young, dude, okay, I think back at how much um, effort my parents had to put into um, just me being in school. Um, and, you know, they were pretty clever. They actually lived, you know, near a school to where they didn't have to take me to school or pick me up from school. They never got any emails from the school. Um, I don't even think they ever, yeah, they did get uh, one call from the school. That was a horrible call. But, um, you know, it was back then, teach. They had uh, in the 1800s. No, I'm kidding. <laughs> yeah. No, but just all the emails and, and, and phone messages like, you know, you get uh, once a week, you know, you get a call that, that has, you know, the calendar for the week, you know, and they and then they have like um, a book club. They've got um, all these other different types of staff meetings and stuff that you can be a part of, you know. My parents didn't do any of that stuff, you know. Um, so it, if you're gonna, um, if you're thinking about having kids, man, just that alone is so much more complicated. Well, well, than, teach has uh, twins. Teach has twins. Yeah, so double that. Okay, that's what I mean by like, oh, don't <laughs> even have how one. old are one. they now? You can have one. Twelve. Twelve. Yeah. Yeah, they're twelve now. Okay, so yeah. wow, nice. oh, so today Wait, I'm what? sorry. Today was the first time that they uh, rode their bikes to school. Wow, the, the school nice. that we're taking them to now 
um, is in middle school. And um, it is about, I guess, uh, three, about three and a half miles from where we live right now. And so um, yesterday they, they rode their bikes. They said uh, about 16 miles or something like that. (laughs) (laughs) So I'm laughing. I'm laughing because um, today when they got home, they were so tired. (laughs) And (laughs) my daughter was like, well, I'm like, but you went, you know, 16. This was only seven miles ago. She said, yeah, but we had our backpacks on. <laughs> and, um, you know, when they when we take them to school and from school, you know, the roads we're driving on, they seem like they're pretty flat roads, you know. But there's, you know, a slight incline and a slight decline to every, almost every single one of them. <laughs> and so they're hitting these inclines, you know, with their backpacks on. They're like, <laughs> <laughs> that's definitely great exercise. Oh man, it'd be great if they did it every day. Holy cow, that would change my yeah. life right now. You have no idea. You know, when I when because, I met when I met yeah, a teacher, he he was a he was he was a young looking guy like me, and he would tell me stories that he would just you know pick up and go to Africa because he's an artist, and he would tell me <laughs> just these crazy <laughs> stories. You know what I mean? Yeah, then, see, you know, hey, what are you doing? I, I'm gonna come see you. Yeah, are you gonna be hanging around? Yeah, I'm gonna come see you. Okay, Boom, you know, gone. And now, as he's as he's like, uh, just like I said, just gotten older, he's finally kind of accepted his old age now. You, you know what I mean? But uh, but yeah, but, but like I said, it's just it's just really interesting. Me, can I ask you, is it because like coming from a smaller kind of like population? Um, it's like uh, encouraged to have kids in your in kind of like in, in your culture too. I mean. I mean, it, definitely in my culture, it's uh, encouraged to have kids. But honestly, like maybe two years ago, I didn't want to have kids at all. Uh, it just, I think, um, I believe that I would like to uh, continue my generation. Mm. And uh, I feel responsibility for that. I do that's, respect. That's a wonderful thing. And that's a wonderful thought. And it's nice to think about that. <laughs> But when you're serving time with the kids, that thought doesn't seem so wonderful anymore sometimes. <laughs> I'm pretty sure that I'm pretty sure everything can get frustrated, frustrating at some point. Uh, there is nothing perfect and it's not really but you know what easy. I'm sorry to, if you can afford to hire people to take care of them, or I should say help you take care of them. <laughs> It's all different there, you know. Okay, that's true. I, that's true. But at the same time, I think, or if you have family, you know, what I should say, if you have family, I just say that because out here in California, my wife and I, we like neither one of us has family out here. But if you have mm-hmm. a family that has like it's brothers helpful. and sisters that they're nearby or whatever, that's a completely different situation right there. So circumstantial. I'm I'm pretty sure for me it's probably it's easier to talk about kids right now when I don't have kids, right? <laughs> <laughs> but it's just my way of thinking. I do respect every opinion about having kids or not having kids, but I feel like if I'm here today, I'm grateful for being alive. Um, I'm grateful that my parents decided to make me, and I feel that. If I don't continue this generation, it's going to be selfish. Mm. Uh, so imagine my parents wouldn't want to have me. So like, I wouldn't be here. So basically, I wouldn't enjoy this life. I wouldn't have dreams. I wouldn't try to achieve dreams. So like, a lot of questions come to that point that I feel like if somebody gave us life, we are we are obligated maybe it's it's my personal opinion no 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 wait 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 wait. i have an opinion on this um if it's someone like you yes i agree but if it's (laughs) someone like i don't know jeff lee dahmer or you know uh you know some some uh murderer or some rapist or something like that maybe not so much yeah you know what i mean you don't want those guys to double and triple and whatever you know what i mean but that just makes what sense. I know of you, I would absolutely love to have more people like like you. You know what I mean? I think here's yeah. a okay. So I'm getting really off base here. Okay. <laughs> I think in order to be able to be allowed to have a kid, that you should have to 
you know, pass some kind of a, a, a test. No, you can't do uh, that. You know. That's like, a, that's like what um, the Nazis oh, I know. are trying I know to do, man. Can't, like, James, <laughs> I know you can't, <laughs> but this is how it should be. You know what I mean? Like, there's just should, there's some people out there that should not be, you know, uh, making any uh, copies. You know what I mean? <laughs> of themselves. Yeah. I, I, I think there is some truth in your words because uh, everything is about curation and I think we need to curate at some point population just to make sure that we, we need to make, I think there is some truth in it yes. because even if you go deep in philosophy, a lot of philosophers would think that uh, we need to think uh, rationally first before make voting for president, voting for kings, making big oh, decisions. You, you don't like our, so, our representation we thing. have in Congress right now, like Marjorie Taylor Greene and Lawrence, you know, Bobert oh, oh, oh. and George that. Santos and everything. You don't think that they're like wonderful people or or something you know they care about every single body and don't care you know don't want to offend anyone uh i mean honestly i don't uh like talking about politics that much because like <laughs> we don't we don't smart we don't that's smart the thing is that whatever we see it doesn't mean that's the truth whatever we hear exactly mean, so yeah. the thing is that for me i'm more leaning towards science and things that have facts Rather yes. than talking about or arguing about the things we don't even know enough, so exactly. it's kind of like way trusting and trusting other people's opinions on it and thinking that they exactly. know what the hell they're talking about. You know, when you don't even yeah. know them. Hold on, so hold Agreed, on. before man. we before like we get it. too far away from the having babies topic, I just wanna I just kind of want to like <laughs> say my opinion. Like you know, for example, okay. right now everybody's like, oh, Japan, like you know, if we, they don't have babies then basically the Japanese culture is going to end and that would be a shame. That's kind of like one of the things that Elon Musk tweeted or something like that, right? But here's the True. thing about Japan. It's just like the, we can have a system like America where we let immigrants come in and just like, you, you know, easily to be, be workers or whatever. In Japan, if you want to apply for Japanese citizenship and you're an Indian guy, good luck getting a freaking Japanese like a... Uh, uh, you know, Japanese pa passport green card, man. They're not going to let you in as a Japanese citizen. Like, you know, I mean, they're only, they only allow you to be like a laborer too. So it's like, you know, culture is just like, kind of like for me, I feel like it's kind of like a temporary thing for like, you know, these people here, it's constantly changing, man. And uh, anyways, what were you saying, Edgar? But I was saying like, why then fertility rates in U.S. decreasing then? Well, the, uh, no, the, they're decreasing for sure, but we that's why we have immigrants who can come over and that's what we can sustain our population. I feel like a lot of times when people want to have babies, it's just like the ruling class. They're like, hey, we don't want our culture to change too much. So all you worker people better fucking have babies so we can keep our workers going and so we can keep on making our money, man. Like that's this is like this is like my opinion, because it's like there's tons of people we can import people from fucking all over the world to like do the work and like i said this bullshit about like oh this culture is going to be gone it's like dude the people who were rome romans back in the day are not the same people as the italian people in terms of genetics and dna you know people move around and all that <laughs> stuff so i don't know this is just my opinion you know i just wanted to share that what do you think ilgar no i think there are like a lot of uh, a lot of different factors that affect uh Fertility, birth, fertility and birth rate in general in the world. Uh, one of the things is like people became more educated and uh, they want to pursue their careers. They are delaying uh, having babies. That's one of the main reasons uh, people don't want to have babies at younger ages, how they used to be, right? Mm -hmm. yeah. So, uh, and then also they're like... Uh, unintended verses verses that we had before now like with access to uh family like services like birth control and stuff like that it also like prevented uh having unintended babies uh also like a lifestyle that people have uh, a lot of consumption of alcohol and drugs and other things that lead to infertility. 
So there are different many many factors. There, there's, I think there's always reason that um, in there is always a few reasons that influence the problem that we have, right? There is always a few reasons. So in this case, uh, in order, like if you look at America, right, forty five percent of American population is single. It's like 100, like 15, 120 million people based on data. And it, it, it includes unmarried people. Yes, it also includes, I mean, divorced people and widowed people, right? But still, it's a, a dramatic number. It's like, and it is increasing. Uh, people don't want to have babies. They don't have, they don't go even for dates. If you look at Gen Z, they spent a lot of their time in front of computer playing games. They don't invite any girl for a date to go and hang out or have a, I mean, that's, that's the fact. And where it's going to lead to, um, it's going to lead to towards, uh, we don't have younger generation, uh, younger generation. And we'll have a lot of old people who are retired and we'll have problems with workforce. Nobody's going to do the work. I mean, there are like a lot of issues that, for example, Italy has right now. It's one of the places in Europe that has a low uh, fertility rate. Uh, they already have a lot of old people and very few young people. And they already have some issues in workforce. And uh, I think uh, some people say that, yeah, we have too many people on planet Earth. Yes. That's true at, in some way, right? I mean, we have like 8 billion people on the planet. They say by the end of 21st century, we're going to have around 10 billion people. Yeah, uh, and, af and after that, based on science, they predict that um, it's going to decrease. So in the long run, uh, it's going to decrease after the end of the 21st century, the beginning 20, uh, uh, 22nd century, the, the, everything is going to decrease. Even if you look at fastest population growth in China, it's slowed down already. And already they have uh, issues about, oh, like... Well, it's slowed down we because, don't have enough. like I said, they only allowed one, them to have one baby and then, a, and then like the Mao, Mao was just like... Uh, you, you know, this is how we're going to control it, basically. You know, so no, it, it's just something interesting. I, f I felt like I don't want to spend the whole episode talking <laughs> talking about like having babies and stuff like that. But no, I just think it's like pretty interesting. I think it's more the distribution of the population at the end of the day. You, you, you know what I mean? And, uh, you know, culture is just such a subjective, like kind of like uh, timeline thing. Well, but OK, so, you know, you move in from. Uh, your home country to the U.S., man. Like, how was that yeah. journey for you, man? Because you as an immigrant, obviously, it's like... Well, when did you come over? How long have you been yeah. here? So I came to America in 2014, August. So it's been like almost nine years. In August, it's going to be nine years. So I I came first like to Missouri, Missouri State, because I had like some friends studying at um, university. Uh, oh, Lindenwood University there, and uh, and I always wanted to come to U.S. study English. Uh, and what part like, of Missouri? As like St. Charles. St. Charles, Missouri. Okay. St. Charles, Missouri. Wow. Right. I mean, holy cow! That's um. It's like it's it's like thirty it's thirty minutes away from St. Louis. I had a chance to live in St. Louis uh, for a year as well. Um. So I took some English classes there. I realized that this is probably not the place where I would like to be. That, that's uh, uh, Missouri, <laughs> Ohio, uh, places like that, are what we call the flyover states. At <laughs> least <laughs> part of it. Hey, they got good barbecue. If you like barbecue. I spent, no, you know what? I spent a good amount of time in Kansas City, Missouri. Um, yeah. And, you know, there's some interesting things going on there. I was actually trying to get a job at Hallmark. You know the greeting cards? Yeah, yes, yeah. Yeah, I was trying to get a <laughs> nice. job there. Luck luckily, things didn't work out. <laughs> as, a, as an artist, basically, right? As an illustrator, right? Yeah. So, oh, yeah. Just because that would have, um, you know, I feel like it would have kind of 
not allow me to develop as much as I did. Um, mm. I have a friend that, that actually uh, worked there and um, that I'd known from when I was in art school. And, um, you know, he uh, he said quite a few times, you know, he wish he would have branched out and, and gotten away from there. And um, I think as an artist, um, he would have developed a lot more had he not spent as much time as he did there. Um, mm. So I'm, yeah, that's, that's why I say I think it actually turned out for the best <laughs> that that didn't work out. But dude, um, it got cold during the winter time and people just would not go out and do anything. And, mm. um, you know, I, I'm, I'm amazed that that's where you actually arrived. How much time did you spend there? I spent like around a year, uh, in Missouri, first like in St. Charles and in St. Louis. So where did and you go then from I, there? Uh, so I had another friend in Texas. Uh, <laughs> wanted, what I, part of Texas? Is, yeah, you will uh, you will laugh again. But I know Wild Wild West, which is called Lubbock. It's a college. Oh, town. I've been to Lubbock before. I've, I've been uh, really? to Lubbock before. I I used so to I, work as a uh, as a scout for a uh, uh, for one of the top three model search countries uh, companies nice. model search companies in in the in the country called Model Search America. I was a scout for them. And we were mm. actually the first company allowed into Texas. And mm. um, I remember going, being in Lubbock and we had, I don't know, maybe a couple thousand people show up at our, at our open calls. We'd have open calls and, you know, advertise on TV and radio and news. Um, and, you know, I don't know if you can imagine what it's like to have a job as a, as a, as a model scout. Um, mm. But it's, um, it's right up there with being a rock star and actually um, in some ways better because you, you know um, you're, you're creating a situation where you've got mostly pretty young girls that mm. are wanting to be models, you know, mm. and you are their link between here's a good example for you. Lubbock, Texas, where there's nothing, you know what I mean? Nothing. There's no modeling <laughs> industry. There's no, opportunities or anything like that but dude there are thousands of beautiful girls there holy cow okay now um here they are you know coming to the open call and and you're picking them you know you're saying okay look you know we're going to be getting rid of a bunch of you guys tonight but these are the ones that really don't have much of a chance the ones of you that we're going to keep tonight you're the ones that are going to have a lot of you know potential and whatever and so we're going to invite you to this big thing you know this big um seminar and thing that we're having all these you know 30 of the top agencies in the world come to and oh my gosh man what are the what modern a day instagram photographer man just like <laughs> well no even worse worse dude because this was back when there was none of that you know this is uh 1997 and wow. you know there was no uh instagram or or much of a facebook thing or anything like that going on um you know uh, your only way of, of getting in touch with these big agencies was was through us. So if you can imagine, you know, the same girl that showed up at our, uh, you know, open call, you know, wanting to look for that connection to her, you know, dream life and getting her the hell out of Lubbock, as opposed to her going to a, a rock concert that came into town. And there's this rock star that's like, you know, oh, my God, you know, that poor girl is going to be more willing to do, you know, whatever – things Jesus. with a model scout than they are the damn rock star you know oh what i mean God. like because they may be not very smart but they're smart enough to know that, that rock star is not going to give them the kind of life that a model scout <laughs> has the potential of giving them so anyways lubbock so anyway then... lubbock oh my god so you went <laughs> from wild charles Curry <laughs> to lubbock texas what the fuck were you so... doing in lubbock texas dude no, so I had a friend who who went to uh, TTU, Texas Tech University, and like it was a college time. It was fun. Like I stayed there for three months, and then I just was trying to explore the country in a uh, way I knew people. No, a way I knew you wanted people, to start so with the like... rear end. You wanted to start <laughs> the rear end of the country and work no, your way around to the cool places. Oh, is that what it is? <laughs> Yeah, exactly, exactly. I mean, the thing is that it's like uh, when you are an immigrant, it's not that easy like to come to America with like from another place because of the currency difference, 
language barrier, uh, connections, and people you know. Uh, you come to the place and going to places like London, Texas. Yes. Well, at least at least you know somebody there. That's why I had like a few friends there. But from there, uh, while I was in Missouri, I started painting and I applied, I submitted my work to some galleries in New York. So I got a, a proposal from one gallery to exhibit my uh, paintings in, uh, in Manhattan, in Chelsea, Manhattan. So after Texas, nice. I decided, I mean, I went actually to the show uh yeah, to New I'm sorry, York. a little sidebar. What what about what size pieces were you doing and then what was the medium? Acrylic oil or so it was like acrylic, uh like pieces around like 40 inches by 40, like pretty big pieces. Not that huge, but pretty big pieces. So okay. uh, I I went to New York, I exhibited my paintings there. Uh it was my first show uh in America. It was very exciting. Uh, and I decided to stay in New York. So I fell in love with New York. I decided that this is really, my place. I never would have guessed after spending time <laughs> in Missouri and Lubbock that you'd actually like New York. Wow. You never yeah. know. You never Man. know. Some people finally, have finally, he comes yeah. up to the face of America instead of sniffing around the butt. He comes up to the face and then likes it. What do you know? Yeah. But I think if, if, you talk, if you talk about real America, probably. Texas and Missouri is more real America than New York. That is most of America. Uh, most of America is exactly yeah, like that. that. Yeah, that's a real America. But when we talk about America is mostly America, ass. There's a pretty <laughs> part of America, but then America is mostly ass. <laughs> uh, I mean, the thing is that uh, I think America is amazing in general because I come from a different place and uh, there are like 198 countries in the world. And if you if you take all these countries like America, United States is very powerful. It's an amazing oh, yeah, place to be. Sure. And even even in even Missouri, like, could be a dream for like you cannot even imagine how many people in the world would like sign up. They have to choose Missouri as a place to live forever. They will sign up for that just to be in America. And sure, I, I think, understand that. And I think if you look at this from that perspective, for me, like coming even to Missouri was a dream to come to America, right? It was like great oh, opportunity. For you. How are the people that you were dealing with? Were they more friendly? Were they, you know, um, less friendly? I think, I think in uh, in general, I never had uh, any situation. Uh, you probably never met anybody like rude until you went to New York. <laughs> 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 or LA or, or fucking Miami. Like, you know what I mean? Like, people, yeah. no, honestly, people I've found in small cities are like super nice. That is true. You're just one yeah. person. If I was just one Asian by myself, they're going to be super nice to me. If I'm a group of fucking a tour bus full of Asian people, okay, <laughs> waving a flag at the beginning like this, you know what I mean? They may be a little bit afraid. Like, you know what I mean? That, but that's, that's a completely different situation. Then they call the, uh, yeah. Yeah, yeah, but but anyways, friends. we're almost out of time. I don't want to spend so let, let's let's kind of keep on going oh, yeah. with your artist journey, man. I mean, so from New York, okay, man, sure. like, wait, wait, wait. You... What year was it? What year was it when you when you got to New York? 2016, January, like 2015, December. I exactly remember 28th of December. I arrived to New York. Uh, in the January of 2016, I had a uh show. Um. And then, like, I ran out of the cash. It was hard to, to leave. Uh, so, like, I went to a hostel to stay in a hostel. I was staying in a hostel with, like, 25 people probably, like, with three stair bed bugs. You know, like, I was sleeping on a third bed. Wait, wait, like, wait, 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 wait. I'm just wondering. So like, sure it was, like, a lot of, yeah. You, the your um the place where you stayed when you say three like a bunk bed. bed type thing yes exactly and it was three bunk beds and I was sleeping on the third bed <laughs> which was like close to ceiling when you wake up you, wake up. <laughs> you, you can't like, really sit all the way up exactly and plus like you are sweating <laughs> sweating because like it's so many people live there and I was like, paying five hundred bucks for that 
bed or something like you know it was oh, like ridiculously God, 500 a month yes exactly so okay. it was like tough moments 2016 was one of my uh, toughest years but i do appreciate uh everything uh, that happened and uh, and all the hustle it i basically i i appreciate new york a lot because it helped me to uh become stronger i i oh, think yeah. new york new york is the best academy that if you can survive in new york you can basically survive anywhere on the planet earth and it yes. was very tough school except I la really <laughs> i never lived in la so i've never been in la so i need to definitely come and visit you guys definitely. um well it's but, like yeah, new york but... it's like new york you took new york and it's a big tall building and went you know and it just scattered a little bit so it, yeah. it's just everything is scattered more here. There's I, more I space the, in between. The toughest thing about L.A. is that if you start here with zero, it's very tough for you to just kind of get around. While in New York, at least you have the subway, you know, to kind yeah. of like na mm. navigate. While in L.A., it's like if you're a musician and you don't have a car, you're fucked. Oh, you're, you, you know what I mean? Basically, you're spending a lot of money on Uber and, you know, you better hope yeah. that your instrument is not so too big because then you have to pay that extra for get the, the bigger vehicle. <laughs> yeah. even if it's just usb6 like is your instrument okay but but, but but anyways uh like i said man so tell us about how you kind of like started from you know being an artist man uh to kind of starting this app man so yeah that's a good question so while i was like struggling i was like trying to find the way how i can survive as a, a since I started like my design career back in hometown, I had like experience in graphic design already like five, six years. And I decided that I need to go back to design. Uh, it was tough because I didn't have like a work authorization, social security. That's why it was kind of tough to get a job. But uh, after I got all the uh, documents, I started like uh, working on uh, for creative agencies in New York City. Uh, I worked for amazing uh, agencies, design agencies in New York, working on projects for Fortune 500 companies and startups. It, it helped me to gain a lot of experience. Uh, and also, like from it helped me to switch my uh, brand design kind of career to more UX, UI side. Uh, and user experience and user interface design is very uh closely linked to technology in general because we interact with the interfaces uh i kind of fell in love with tech in general i always had love in tech since i was a kid when my mom got me a computer uh which i'm grateful for till now that she got me the computer back when i was a kid this, it this helped me to that download that this guy thought that computers and the internet were gonna like go away, basically. <laughs> I didn't think that. I I knew that. I'm like, what the fuck yeah. is this internet bullshit? <laughs> you gotta yeah, do, remember doing surfing on a, on a computer. I just thought computers, man. You know, are, are, uh, the tools of Lucifer. They're taking what I could do and, and making other people able to do it. You know, you know, the day that yeah. things like the computer can just draw out what he can draw by hand and like ten times faster. I think. You know, made him want to smash the machine, but I think, but I, I think that's what's kind of cool about art too. Like it evolves too. Now it's not just the it taking away the technology is taking away how to do people doing their art, but it's assisting like your app basically, right? You, you yeah. know, it's helping artists kind of like sell their own original pieces too, man. So, uh, like I said, man, we're gonna chat a lot more, and when you come out to L.A., man, we definitely gotta hang out because uh, no, like, definitely, definitely, I would love to. I would love to. Hey man, so so one one last thing, man. So I know you've been experimenting with geometry and stuff like that. What kind of art do you plan to do, uh, kind of like in the near future, man? Do you have any shows in plan, or do you have any like? Uh, so I don't have any shows planned because I'm very focused on the smartest company right now. Uh, but I I have uh, I paint like I try to draw every day. Uh, this kind of resolution for my 2023 one drawing a day no matter what no excuses just draw Dude, and awesome. uh focus on uh quantity and the god will take care of quality mm, <laughs> and I it's like just that. like, like that, <laughs> uh and i that's what i do right now i'm like trying to explore different like 
styles and uh yeah and um, maybe later this like year i will start exhibiting more i want to create a new series um and then i will start showing more of art dude awesome man and you know like i said when yep. you come out to la man we definitely got to grab a beer and uh, hang out man and get to know each other a little bit better of course so, of course of course i would love to i would yeah. love to like, but, like i said uh, I have a feeling that you'll be back on the show and talking a little bit more because we had a lot to talk about today, man. So uh, yeah, so yeah, man. Can you, plug your, can you plug your app one more time, Ilgar? Of course, uh, Smartest, uh, the app that makes showcasing art easy. Uh, our app is trusted by five hundred thousand people around the world. It was downloaded by five hundred thousand people from hundred seventy five countries in the world. We do care. Uh, it's not a VC backed or angel backed company. It's a hundred percent fully bootstrap company. Uh, I don't have any co-founders <laughs> and, uh, I, we are very focused on helping artists to achieve their goals. Uh, we listen to every user feedback. So feel free to share your thoughts, your comments about our app. We work every day on this thing trying to improve we update the app every two weeks with new library of Does interior it cost money well we, it's a it's a freemium version uh okay. it's basically we have a free version but if you would like to upgrade to a premium version uh which is 9.99 per month or 79.99 per year awesome man awesome dude people people pay 9.99 on tinder to boost for 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 nobody okay so <laughs> exactly or, or or they will pay like 12.99 to have a verification badge uh to impress people that they don't need to impress at all <laughs> <laughs> exactly now that instagram and uh, facebook and everybody's gonna do it i don't know it might become yeah. like a cool thing like not to have it you, you, you know what i mean that, right? that's so... the, that that's the thing that's the thing <laughs> i think they are making a wrong decision with that like uh before it was cool because like not everybody could get it if you everybody has it nobody but here's like, one tip of a lot of people for that, man. I, i've been thinking about whether or not to do it because it, sometimes it does bring you connections okay and here's the thing about twitter they let you have it then they took it away of letting you have it but all the people mm. who bought it still have it do you kind of see what mm. i'm saying so it's kind of mm. like maybe you just want to get in while you can you know just just mm. my tip of advice man i'm still thinking about like I said, that's a great whether i want to like join this stupid blue check club and pay man but you know what it's it's making art is not free people people all, yeah. all gotta remember that shit you know what i mean so uh yeah. Ilgar, it's been awesome hanging out with you teach uh yeah and, dude Ilgar, enjoyed it. it man yeah i mean you're an awesome dude and uh, when you come out to la we definitely gotta kick it okay all right sounds good thank you so much guys it was oh, yeah. a great pleasure to have have me in the podcast yeah, and uh, for the audience, uh, follow us at PTTP Show. Leave us a review on iTunes. Love you guys. Take care and peace. Peace. Bye-bye. Hey, what's up? It's James. And teacher. We just want to tell you a few ways that you can support us. Financially. That's right. You can go to our Patreon, patreon.com slash show. Inside the Patreon, you can find a few different packages. You got everything from like a dollar all the way up to $5,000. You know, like if you're business, you want to do some advertising, you want to be a guest on the show or something like that. But you know what? We appreciate any way you guys would like to support us. This is just another way of doing it. Or access the shop at lastreart.gallery. Check out the shop as I'm a teacher's original artwork, some stickers, and also other merch coming at you from some of the guests on our show. Thank you very much. Peace. Peace.